0: will the blue jackets ever win a game again uh maybe because they're playing a team who did exactly what the blue jackets did against la except they did it against the san jose sharks so we're going to talk about that on today's locked on blue jackets your locked on blue jackets your daily podcast on the columbus blue jackets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, don't be confused, there is supposed to be two of us on the screen right now. Uh, I am your host, Jay Foster, this is my co-host, Hayden Halson, and uh, we're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. More of those last two than the first one recently, uh, but the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favourite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked Up Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube and SiriusXM. And I also have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Um, so let's, let's start off. With uh, talking a little bit about tonight's game
1: because
0: would you put money on the blue jackets winning this game, Hayden?
1: No, no, that would be <laughs> stupid. I listen, this is a winnable game for the jackets, I'll say that they haven't won at UBS Arena since it opened, I think they're 0 and 4. They've actually lost seven of the last eight against the Islanders. So, no, I don't feel confident um, at all that they can beat the New York Islanders. I mean, I feel confident that they can beat them. I don't feel confident that they will. You know what I mean? Because, like, I said this yesterday that it feels like the Blue Jackets only know how to play a 40-minute game right now. And they can play 40 good minutes, but it's just the last 20, which happened to be the most important 20 minutes of the hockey game, they stink. And I don't know how you feel because I haven't had a chance to talk to you in quite a while because we've both been so busy. But I know for me, it's been frustrating. And, no, I wouldn't bet on the Jackets tonight. Can they win this game? Yeah. Will they? No.
0: Yeah. I. I it's probably a good thing that I wasn't on the party uh, yesterday because I had – I Had a lot of yelling to do, so it's probably for the best that that you did all of the yelling. Um, inexcusable loss to the Kings, obviously, um, but I will say, I feel like the Islanders losing to the Sharks is way more inexcusable. The Kings were a very good team. Um, they they just they are like there's there's no way around it. That top six, awful, disgusting, like in in a good way. Um, I just wish it hadn't happened the way it did. Because, like, if you told me before the game, hey, you lose 4-3 to three in overtime, I'd be like, against the Kings? Dope. Pretty point against a Western Conference team? Get it. Get out. But losing the way that they did? Inexcusable. Um, we don't have to spend too much time talking, uh, talking about that
1: game. But... You're not wrong, though. It is inexcusable. No team in any sport should be in the lead like that and blowing it in the last period of a game. And it's like, for it to happen once or twice, that's excusable. Okay, that's excusable. Because, like, there's parity in the NHL. It's a crazy game. You know, the puck bounces everywhere. But, like, this has happened what feels like 10 times already this year, Jay, where the Blue Jackets – more than that, I think I saw. I think it was, like, 14 times this year the Blue Jackets have lost games in which they've led in the game. So they're blowing leads like crazy.
0: Yeah. So I saw a really interesting stat last night. I tried to look it up myself and then couldn't. So thank God someone else on Twitter did the did the legwork for me. Um, in the third period, the Blue Jacks have a negative 20 goal differential. Overall, they have a negative 15. So they have a plus five. If I'm doing the math right, in the first and second period, they have a plus five goal differential as a team. In the third period, negative 20. I don't get it i just don't get it and like as soon as that first goal went in and again we're not going to spend too much time talking about this game because hayden did a whole thing yesterday so go listen to that episode if you want to know what we thought about the game but as soon as that as soon as the kings made it 3-1 i was like the jackets are losing this game or the jackets are at least gonna give up that lead and go to overtime and then just annoying frustrating um I think the there is kind of some solace in the fact that the Islanders did exactly the same thing, but to a worse team. Um, so it'll be it's going to be an, inter- an interesting game because both teams have something to prove. I think, um, and this could be a not necessarily like a get right game, but we saw what the Blue Jackets did against Chicago to break that losing streak. Could they do the same thing here against the Islanders? I think yes, but I think things have to change first. Um, and for, what, what that means for me is what I put in, in the little bullet points here. Why did you call Kent Johnson up from the AHL to play him for eight minutes? That's how much That's how much he played last night or Tuesday night, whatever the game was, eight minutes. Adam Fantilli, 10 and a half. David Juracek, about 11 minutes. Play the kids because they're the only ones doing anything worth a damn. And instead we've got sean Corrali playing 18 minutes and being the worst damn player on the ice and like <laughs> i feel like i'm going insane i genuinely feel like i'm watching a different game to everyone on the blue jackets coaching staff and yet there were bright spots from this game um someone got mad on on well not mad but someone got frustrated on youtube uh that we didn't point out that just a danforth had an excellent game because he did i thought he had a great game in the top six um the Russian line I thought was good. Love to see the power play, get a goal. But when you look at the Blue Jackets record right now and you look at what it could be, if the Blue Jackets win half of the games that they've lost right now, if they win four of the games during the, the, the winning streak, the losing streak, excuse me, like they are right in that playoff hunt. And and it just it's so annoying it's so frustrating and i think the islanders game is going to be a really interesting one because they're also struggling right now um they are 6 points ahead of the blue jackets but because the metro is really weird uh there's only a difference of 8 points between second place and eighth place so it's not all like all is not lost but I don't know what, which Blue Jackets we're going to get in this game, you know? Are they going to get the first 40 minutes Blue Jackets? Or are they going to get the third period Jackets? And honestly, the last time they played the Islanders, they played well and got shut out. So who's to say how this is going to go? But my guess is I genuinely wouldn't be surprised, actually. But um, this is kind of, a <laughs> this is a lot of random thoughts all kind of strung together. Um, Genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they get outshot by, like, 20 and still win the game. Um, because, again, I've said it, I feel like, in every single podcast for the last two weeks, the only person I'm not worried about right now is Elvis Mosleykins. Um Last night, okay, four goals on however many shots it was. Um, doesn't look great in terms of stats, and I'm just going to pull up how many shots he had real quick so I don't look like a fool online. Any more than so he he faced thirty nine shots and allowed four goals so like just under a nine hundred save percentage but he's been excellent for this team uh, and he deserved the win against the Kings I don't know that anyone else did but Elvis definitely did and I I don't know what the answer is here I, think... I wouldn't be surprised to see a really excellent Elvis game and everyone else is there and the Blue Jackets somehow win because the Islanders don't know how to score goals either.
1: You're right. Nobody deserved the win, maybe except for Elvis and Jeff Rimmer because, again, Jeff Rimmer, in his uh, swan song right now, I'm going to miss him so much. But anyway, uh, I think the kids could have won that game, Jay. I think if you play the kids, I think they win that game. Adam Fantilli and Ken Johnson, when they were playing together, Last night, when they were on the ice together, they had the Matthew Olivier goal, which was a huge goal to go up. What was that? Three nothing at the time. Like that yeah, was three nothing. And I truly didn't expect that line to be as good as it was. By the way,
0: um, that's another thing. That line was great, and I don't know whether that was you know uh, KJ and Fantilli lifting Olivier up, but that was a great line. That might have been my favorite line in in the whole game, which is not something I ever expected to say about Matthew Olivier, but
1: your point kind of still stands that but- he's playing good he's he, yeah. he's one like he's not playing good enough to be getting you know 18 minutes a game and i know you just read Karelli's numbers Karelli's getting that much but i mean Karelli had been hot to start the year but like i don't think he's been playing good enough to be deserving of that time at least definitely not over a guy like Adam Fantilli man like you got to get him used to the NHL, you got to get him used to big time moments in games. That's actually one thing that I've respected a lot about what Luke Richardson's doing with the, uh, with Connor Bedard right now. He's just throwing him out there, you know, from night one, like he's going to play 20 minutes tonight because he's Connor Bedard. And that's the only way you get him used to playing to that speed. And it's just like Adam Fantilli, like he could be as good as Bedard. We don't know because he's not playing the same amount of time and he's not being given the same opportunity. I don't I don't think he is that good, but he's a pretty darn good player when he's on and they need to let him cook for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm just looking so Connor Bedard's average time on ice this season has been 1928. His season low is 1557. That he played against Seattle. That's the least amount of time he's played. And, like, the Blackhawks have no one. So, like, it makes sense that he's getting all of this time. But when you look at those numbers, like, the, the Blackhawks are putting him in a position to succeed. Versus the Blue Jackets, who seem to be trying to make Adam Fantelli to, like, earn his place in in the lineup instead of just being like, hey, this guy rules. Uh, Adam Fantelli's average time on ice is 1520, which is lower than Conor Bedard's season low. Uh, his season low for Fantilli is uh, last night, which was 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Like, what are we doing here? We have to to move on. We can't just keep getting angry about this. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the Islanders, and then obviously we've got to talk about the trade that is in the process of happening as we record this. But, like, genuinely, I think Pascal Vincent is seeing something different to what everyone else is seeing, and that is a concern for me that's kind of been dwelling for a little bit. and. I'll tell you what I mean by that in just a second here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. First, though, I just want to let you guys know that Lockdown launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown. Plus, we have our national shows covering every single league. All you have to do is go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel, and uh, maybe you'll see Locked On Blue Jackets there if the Blue Jackets ever do anything ever again. Um, but I want to talk just a little bit more about Pascal Vincent, and then we really do have to look at the Islanders, who are kind of in a similar boat of the Blue Jackets. Uh, they have no scorers. None of them. So um, Pascal Vincent has been doing and saying a lot of the right things since he got the job and I truly do think he is kind of making the best of a bad situation but I'm starting to see things pop up in his kind of coaching tenure that I saw with Brad Larson and I am concerned by that and like mostly it's the ice time thing um it's it's the the lines it's a lot of I just, again, he might be seeing things other than what we're seeing, but I don't understand why they called Ken Johnson up from the AHL to not play him, especially because they sent him down to get him a ton of minutes and to get him to build some confidence up. And he did that. He tore the AHL up when he was there, gets called back up, and is playing 10 minutes a night on average. And it makes me feel like, what's the point? If you're going to sit him for, he played, I think, three shifts in the third period. If you're going to sit him, send him down. Send I said Adam Fantilli to Cleveland. Send David Girarchek back to Cleveland for all I care. Like if you're not going to play them because you want to play Ivan Provorov for however many minutes, or you want to play Andrew Peak for however many minutes. Like go with God, you know, because clearly you're not interested in winning games. Um, I don't know what Adam, uh, what Andrew Peak, Andrew Peak played 23 minutes last night. David Girarchek played 10 and a half.
1: Oh, if you're not gonna play
0: him, send him down. That's hard. And to that's work. gonna. That's that's all I'm gonna say on that because otherwise we will be here all episode. Um, Islanders have basically one threat, and it's Matt Bazal. The Blue Jackets. All the Blue Jackets have to do is shut down Matt Bazal. Um, also, I feel like is it Brock Nelson that always scores against the Blue Jackets? I feel like yeah. he's always good for a yeah. goal him against
1: us. So long, long keep
0: an eye out for him. But this is. This is a very winnable game. Um, in the last five games, Matt Bazal has five, uh, has seven points, including two goals, five assists. Yeah. Noah Dobson on de- defense has six points in his last five games, uh, all assists. Um, the goalies have been good. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is currently rocking a 9-11 save percentage. Elvis Moslikins is still rocking a 9-10, even after last night. So... Ilya Sorokin has looked extremely mortal this season, which can only be a good thing for the Blue Jackets unless they decide to play Semyon Valamov, again, who obviously shut the Blue Jackets out. So let's um, let's just run through some kind of quick... Key. What, what do the Blue Jackets have to do to win this game? And you're not allowed to say be better in the third period because we all know that like what what is there like a specific aspect of their game that you think if they do this they'll win the game apart from like play a full 60 minutes because that's a given at this point you're you're being paid millions of dollars you can play 60 minutes of hockey
1: yeah they i mean and i think they will in this game for one it's not going to be a very high scoring game uh going back over the last decade there have been 11 games in this series that have been there's been a shutout on one side so a lot of low scoring games there's already been one 2-0 game this year when the islanders beat the blue jackets in nationwide at the end of october which was just kind of just oh that was a gross game i just re-watched some of that kyle palmary just got loose in front of spencer martin nobody was covering palmary and he just jammed one home the islanders led for Pretty much majority of the game, and Matt Martin scored a, a garbage time goal late, and it was 2-0 win. Um, yeah, kind of a, just an absolute – one of those nights that you just have completely forgotten about, but you may have spent like three hours at Nationwide, but just three hours of your life gone because that's what it can feel like watching this team sometimes. But um, just going through the tape, watching – because you're right, Islanders just lost to the Sharks. They were up 4-1 to one in that game, so – yeah, I mean, I you follow the Sharks but more closely than I do. I know that they've been playing a little bit better, but they're still the Sharks. They're still, you know, going right. to be... Right, there's,
0: there's, there's way less shame. That's kind of my point is that there's less... Sh- they shouldn't have lost. They should not have lost this game.
1: But I would rather lose to
0: the Kings, who are a legitimate playoff team and potential contender, than getting, like, losing a 4-1 lead against the San Jose Sharks, who lost 11 games to start the season. So they've been playing better, not good enough to be doing this. So, like, Islanders fans, I'm sure, are way madder about this game than Blue Jackets fans are, which is, you know, which will be impressive. But this could be not a pivotal game, necessarily. This feels like an important game for the Blue Jackets. They've lost two in a row. They need to come out strong. If the power play kept clicking, that would do a lot to help. Um, the Blue Jackets power play has scored, I think, four of the last 13, they said. Uh, it's jumped up to 26th in the league. Um Penalty Yellow's dropped a little bit to fourth. So, like, special teams still feel like a big part of this team for me. If they could continue to make the power play click, I think that could be. That could be key, especially the Islanders. Their power play is decent. Their penalty kill is garbage. They're thirtieth in the league on the penalty kill. So, if I'm the Blue Jackets, I'm thinking, right, let's get this power play clicking, and let's outscore the Islanders. Because the trick is the trick to beating the Islanders is beating the goalies. It's you. It's easy. It's, in theory, it's easy to outscore them because they don't score a lot. They are. Um, 26.0 goals for per game,
1: so yeah, down there, way down there, and um, worse than the Blue
0: Jackets, who are currently sitting at 24th. Um, like it's 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 a winnable game. It genuinely is. Do I think the Blue Jackets will win? Maybe not. But it's not like they're walking into a Madison Square Garden to play the Rangers. You know, the Islanders are a very mortal team right now, um, and the Blue Jackets they need they need a win. Um, let's do some predictions, unless you have anything else that you want to add about the Islanders.
1: Oh, no, it's just, we can do predictions. I was just going to say, Jay, they gave up three goals to the Sharks in the last eight minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. So like, it it was way worse than what Columbus did. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Ilya Sorokin just looks lost in this game against the Sharks. If he is cold, you got to beat him when he's cold. You got to beat him when he's cold. Yeah, 100%.
0: It's uh oof. And uh, yeah, like they let the sharks have thirty-seven shots as well, which the sharks do not like to shoot the park. So anyway, <laughs> predictions. Final score. And who's gonna score the game winning goal? Not the game winning goal. Who's gonna score the first goal? Um, I don't know why I said game winning goal. Maybe the first goal will be the game winning goal. We live in hope.
1: Um, <laughs> in this game, you never know.
0: Yeah. I predict a one nothing win. Um no, I'm gonna go with a two one win, I think. Um, I've been betting on the Blue Jackets all season and it feels bad to bet against them now, even if it, either I get to be right or I get to be sad. And at this point I might as well, I might as well have hope. So I'm going to bet on the Blue Jackets. I'm going to say two to one victory and I'm going to go with a Boon Jenner goal.
1: feels yeah. feels
0: like we're about overdue for a Boone Jenner power play goal. I think.
1: Yeah. A little captain action. I like it. Um, I'm going to actually go kind of the opposite route. I'm going to say, because even though the Islanders don't like to score, like we just said, bottom five in the league in scoring or whatever, and the Blue Jackets play a lot of, you know, zero goal games against the Islanders, I'm still going to say that this probably won. This could get high scoring, just like it did the other night against the Sharks for the Islanders. I'm going to say it's like a 5-4, and only because they booed him relentlessly the last time he was on Long Island. I'm going to say Johnny Gaudreau gets the first goal, whatever goal, game winning goal. He's going to have a good game this game. Because I thought he had a good game against the Kings. Mm-hmm. The refs try to give King him.
0: finding up. his way back. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, credit to, to Johnny for. Um, His first goal didn't count as a goal. So he was like, fine, I'll just score another one. That count. (laughs) Um, It really, it truly looks like Johnny Gaudreau is starting to find his game here. Do I wish it happened sooner than, what are we, 25 games into the season? Sure. But if he's going to find his game now, I'd rather he did it now than not at all. So um, let's take another quick break. And then uh, we have to talk about Eric Robinson, who is no longer a Blue Jacket. So we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First though, I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel because uh, the weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Honestly, what I would do, just find the heavy favorite in the NFL, Bet five bucks on them, and if you win, you get $150. Um, I don't know who I would bet on. Maybe I know Hayden likes the Lions. Maybe you bet on the Lions. I know uh, the Green Bay Packers seem to be posting some sort of comeback late in this season. Maybe you bet on those guys. But you can do all of that at fanduel.com. You can do all of that at fanduel.com slash locked on, kick off the NFL season, or continue kicking off, I guess, because it's almost Super Bowl time. But uh, you can do all of it at fanduel.com slash locked on, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. So, trades. Trades have started. Is this the first domino to fall? Is this the start of the Blue Jackets finally shifting some of their dead weight? Not dead weight, sorry. That's incredibly unkind to Eric Robinson, who I do like a lot. Is this the Blue Jackets shedding roster spots for some of the young guys? Um, We still don't know. So we're recording this. at It's it's currently uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. And I don't think they have announced the return for Eric Robinson yet. All we know is he's gone to the Sabres. Um, And I've also seen reports that Emil Bemstrom would also like a change of scenery, uh, which makes sense because he just hasn't been able to stick at the NHL level in Columbus. Maybe he goes somewhere else, finds his game. I don't know. But let's talk about the Robinson trade. Um, Is this a surprise to you? Because I'm a little bit surprised,
1: personally speaking. I mean, he's been a player that's kind of been... In that like vi- like good tradable asset range for this franchise the last few seasons like it- it's not like a it- it's kind of like a throwback name to come back at the deadline even though it's not the deadline deadline's obviously not until March but like I feel like he was a player that could have could definitely use one and I feel like in the right system playing for the right team Eric Robinson could be a very dangerous player. And I think we've said that multiple times on this podcast. I I mean, it, his speed speaks for itself, right? That's very attractive to any team looking to build a high flying offense right now. And the Buffalo Sabres obviously probably feel like they're, they're a little bit behind some of these Atlantic teams, like the, the Maple Leafs and the Bruins and the Panthers and even the Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that can put up a lot of goals. And, I just feel like this is a good move for them, depending on what they gave up. And I hope the Jackets got something good back. I don't think it'll be anything higher than a like a fourth or fifth rounder. But if it is anything better than that, then good job, Yarmo. I guess. I mean, it's probably one of his last trades, which is crazy to say, given he's been with the Blue Jackets in the general manager position for so long. But that seat is definitely heating up. Oh, we and- have
0: trade confirmation live live as we record um blue jackets receive a conditional 2025 seventh round pick you don't Ooh. know what the, the conditions are let's let's see if i can find out um but it doesn't look like they have said what the conditions are yet so a seven conditional seventh. Not next draft, but the draft after. Um, I did think it would be my good friend, future considerations. Returning to the Blue Jackets, a really great player, has played in a lot of places, you know. Um, but I, I tweeted something like, hey, do you think we'll get a second round pick? Like, mostly as a joke, um, because I assumed it would be something like a fourth or a fifth. But especially when you consider that Eric Robinson was on waivers a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know why the Sabres didn't just pick him up then, but... Looks like it's a, seven, a conditional seventh-round pick in return for Eric Robinson, which, honestly, I wasn't looking for anything. I This frees up a roster spot uh, for potentially for Jack Roslapic to come back. I'd forgotten about him, honestly. He's probably still out for another at least a couple of weeks. I don't remember when he got hurt or or how long he was supposed to be out in the first place, but we'll see kind of if this is the first domino to fall or if this is kind of is what it is, but I'll take, I'll take a seventh round draft pick.
1: Yeah. uh Rossvik was ruled out November 13th for four to six weeks with an, with a fractured ankle. So probably not going to be getting him until January. So, yeah, so yeah, maybe just, and what's interesting actually about, Eric Robinson getting traded and kind of sad actually is that he now we're just down to two. Two players remain from the team that swept uh Tampa Bay back in 2019, which is sad. It's just mm-hmm. just Boone Jenner and Zach Ransky now. Um those are probably I, the ones. T-
0: technically, Alex Texier. Tec- uh, Alexander Texier, I believe, was on that team technically. I
1: forgot yeah. about Texier. Never mind. <laughs> three players,
0: wow. really. But um
1: Boom, back to three. Never mind. No, I don't yeah. care. But, um, <laughs> I uh, could we'll, be wrong uh, about that. I'm sure Texier
0: played in that season. I don't remember if he played in the playoffs that season. I think you're not. right. I think but, he did. Um, I
1: think he had one of the empty netters. But um, I was also going to say, interestingly enough, the Blue Jackets play the Sabres twice in the next month. So should be fun to rematch with them. Uh, with I'm, so, I'm
0: so not excited for the Eric Robinson revenge goal. Um, oh yeah. That was the thing. I spent all of I spent so I was so tense watching the Kings game because I was like, Dubois is gonna score a goal here, and nationwide is gonna boo so hard the roof is gonna fall in. Um and it didn't happen. So Who, good job not allowing a goal to Dubois, but Oh Dubois. <laughs> Dubois. I would have been yeah. fine if Gabrikov scored because we love Gabrikov. Uh he had a really nice uh video board tribute. Um I wouldn't have been fine. I would have been annoyed that the Blue Jackets let him score because he scores like four goals a year. But a Pierre-Luc Dubois game-winning overtime goal is what I was waiting for, and I'm very glad that that didn't happen. Um, I think that's all for us for today. Tomorrow, we will be breaking down tonight's game against the... I. I already forgot. I was like, against the Blues. Nope, against the Islanders. <laughs> and we'll be previewing... The game on friday night which i believe is the one against the blues so uh preview action and recap action in tomorrow's locks blue jackets thank you for listening thank you for making us your first listen of the day uh locks blue jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms you can find us on youtube you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find hayden over at hayden h971 uh, you can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's everything that I needed to say in the outro. So until tomorrow, make sure you stay
1: locked on.